<laughs> What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brandon News Show. And if you hear my fan, I'm so sorry, but it's too damn hot. And I live in the South. I live in Texas, so it's hot as fuck. So you're going to probably hit this fan. But anyway, um, welcome to a new episode of the Brandon News Show. I am Brandon New, and like always, podcast platforms everywhere, Brandon News Show. Uh, sometimes you got to space it, sometimes it's together, but it's all Brandon News Show. Um, also, um, also, uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Brandon News Show. Brandon News Show underscore is my Instagram, Brandon News Show, TikTok. On TikTok, it's all together. Don't have to space it. It's all together. And also on YouTube, YouTube channel, Brennan Janu Show. Uh, yes. So go subscribe, follow, all that, man. Um, damn. <laughs> damn, man. Uh, you know what it is. It's time, man, uh, to talk about it. This is Wrestling Life, Night of Champions. Um, great review show. Um, damn. <laughs> what just happened is whew, I fucking conic, man. That shit was good. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I, is the bloodline done? Or is it just starting to be at its conclusion? Because that's kind of what I feel. It's just starting. It's not like it's over and done with. But, whoo, boy, that, that main event was uh, <laughs> and fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, as you know, this is the rate review show. I rate review uh, on uh, WWE uh, pay-per-views. Um, after you go off, and so the pay-per-view just went off, Night of Champions, um, in uh, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, um, and as you know, if you've ever seen me do this, or review show, you know that I do, uh, I, I, I talk about my least favorite match, uh, to my most favorite match of the night, and if I have more than five stars, which I do on here, uh, I talk about my least favorite match of the, uh, my least favorite five-star match, but all of them are still five-star match, but just a match that I thought just wasn't better than these two matches, but um, yeah, this, this was a, this was a, mm, a handful of stuff, you can't, you couldn't really just 100% uh, sleep on this period, it was really good, actually, um, so, yeah, so I started off with my least favorite match, and I go all the way to my favorite match, and I do the rating. The stars ranking is uh, one point, is uh, one star, which is rarely, I rarely give a one star. It's bare, barely there. Um, yeah, but um, to five, like I said, five stars is the highest I go on the a, on a ranking. So, on the rating, I should say. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so let's kick it off with my least favorite match of Night of Champions, and that is Rhea Ripley versus Natalya uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's not really much to talk about. Uh, it was a two-minute match. Uh, happy birthday, Natalya, because you just they they didn't give a shit about you in this match. They were just they just let you get your ass whooped, and this was 
kind of thing about Rhea, right? This is you got to continue to build Rhea, Rhea for a worthy challenger, and that is the thing about this. And the question is, who the fuck is the worthy challenger? Because I don't want to see her fight Ronda. Maybe Shayna and Hucker re- rehash what they did in NXT, which would be dope as fuck, and I think should happen. But they got they're gonna have uh, Ronda and Shayna win a women's tag team titles Monday, so Shayna's not gonna get out of that. That and also they're not gonna push Shayna first over a Ronda Rousey. So even if I want to see it, and I know probably a lot of wrestling fans want to see Shayna versus Rhea, we're probably never gonna get that because they're gonna push Ronda first. Which is the stupidest shit. Um, but I don't know who the fuck can fight real next. I'm gonna be honest with you. This match lasted literally two fucking minutes. It didn't last long, which is great. They needed a squash match. They needed something to kind of just get the crowd kind of calmed down. Um, I actually thought this would be the the last match, the second to last match on the card, but they actually put it right after uh, the other women's title match, and I thought that was a pretty smart move, pretty fucking brilliant move uh, to do. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, it, it was, it wasn't even a real match. It was two fucking minutes. I gave it two stars just because Rhea is Rhea. I mean, this was a, this was the most squash match of squash matches. Um, and, um, yeah, Rhea won this easily and she should have, this was not even, it wasn't going to be a competition. It wasn't going to be really that hard for her to, to, to fight. Natalia, because nobody really thought Natalia had a chance, and that was good, and also, you beat somebody that is uh, one of uh, the pillars of wrestling for women, you know, of the last decade, so that was a good thing, so, yeah, I gave it two stars, I really wasn't into this match, I actually had this shit on mute for most of the fucking, it was only two minutes, so I had this shit on mute, I didn't really give a shit about this match, I saw Rhea beat her, I was like, that makes sense, squash match, because that was the only squash match I felt like, that was the only match on this card that felt like it could be a squash match. You know, they were going to probably do that to Mustafa Ali because Mustafa Ali uh, kind of comes what comes from, like, I think, you know, Saudi Arabia and all that. So, well, I got, you know, his family and stuff. So, um, yeah, they were going to probably do that to Mustafa Ali. But Natalia, they could kind of do that to her. I mean, she shouldn't have been in the ring with Rhea uh, anyway. Let's be real. Um, the second, my second match on here that I gave stars to, I gave to the other women's championship match, Bianca versus Oscar. I gave that for the Raw Women's Championship. I gave that four stars. Um, the reason why I gave it four stars, I was actually going to give it three and a half, but the title switch was kind of like, whoa. That left me speechless for like a good 30 seconds. I was like, uh. Shit, like a good 30 to 45 seconds. I was like, wait, they did it. Holy shit. And, excuse me. All in all, this match was, was, was decent. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was at WrestleMania and it was kind of like a little wonky for most of the match. Uh, yeah, Oscar kept grabbing Bianca's hair. It was just, it was like, I get that. That's kind of like the trait of like all the women that's fighting Bianca. Like you grab her hair and you got to just like go at it. But there's other things you could do to Bianca to beat her. And and I think that this was kind of that, that situation. Now, now that she's broken a record, it makes sense to get the title off of her because let's be real, who the fuck beats Bianca? Same thing with Rhea. Who the fuck beats Rhea? Did I think she was going to lose the match tonight? <laughs> no. 
not really. But this kind of also makes me think they're going to probably put in money in the bank because Liv Morgan is gone. So it doesn't really make me think any different. I think now Bianca's probably going to be in money in the bank and probably win a briefcase and probably beat Oscar. And then at SummerSlam, they're going to have another fight. That's what I'm assuming. Um, the crowd really wasn't into this match. The only, they only popped when, they, when Oscar won. And that was the only time they really popped. Uh, and it was, like I said, it was an okay match. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know if they styles just don't mix. It just, there's something about this. It just, the, the styles don't mix. Uh, like I said, it was four stars. I gave it four stars. It wasn't really that great of a match. It was, it was cool. I think, the, like I said, the pop, maybe because Oscar won, is why I pushed it to four stars. But it was, it was, it was okay. It was decent. It was, it was, eh. it wasn't better than WrestleMania, but it was, a standard Bianca and Oscar match kind of to me. So, yeah. Um, um, so, next uh, is Gunta versus Mustafa Ali uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I actually ate his four and a half stars. I actually liked it really much. Um, I watched it actually in, a, in my car. Uh, but they let Mustafa see. This is the thing: you Mustafa gets the ball rolling, and then WWE fucks it up. I don't know how you could you continuously fuck this man, fuck up this man's momentum every fucking time. He does it on his own. He has matches. He had a match against Bobby Lashley when Bobby Lashley was the U.S. champion, and then you can just put him to the wayside. He had a match against Seth Rollins when he was Seth Rollins was the champ. Then you put him to the wayside. He just had a match against Gunther tonight, and he and today, and he he got he's gonna get pushed to the fucking wayside. Like, if to be honest, I actually think you should probably put him in Money in the Bank, and let's just see what fucking happens. I don't think he wins it, but you gotta stop, stop, start, stop. You gotta stop starting and stopping this kid. That's what I was trying to say. You gotta stop, start. You gotta stop starting and stopping him. Because if you continuously do this, this is a reason why he goes on social media and he bashes the company sometimes. Because it's just like, I can get myself over. You just don't want to push me. And I don't know if that's a Triple H thing or if that's a Vince thing. That's just a fucking company thing. Because they just don't see him. Outside of Rey Mysterio, they don't push guys small with that athleticism and that ability to just go. The man powerbombed Gunther tonight. Powerbombed him. And somehow, some way, he still can't get that type of look. I don't understand this shit. Um, the match, all in all, Gunther is one of the best fucking champions. I'm happy that he's on his card and not Austin Theory. I am not a huge Austin Theory fan. How many times I got to say that shit? I am not an Austin Theory fan. I will never be an Austin Theory fan because at the end of the day, I don't think they know what to really do with the kid, and I think they're just giving him fucked up advice, and they don't know, and they don't have no idea how to push him. Whereas for Gunther, just put him in the ring and let him fight. That is it. You don't gotta do all that fucking, fucking flashy light shit. Gunther is the best IC champion I've seen in years, and they always fuck up the IC title runs for a lot of these people, but I haven't seen a title run like this since Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and John, and, and, and The Miz in, like, the early 2000, like, mid-2015, 2016, like, when they kept always battling for the titles, like, 
this is what this looks like. So four and a half stars. I gave this four and a half stars because I thought the match was fucking uh, phenomenal. I really, really did. I liked it a lot. Um, so, I didn't realize I got four fucking five-star matches. Holy shit. Um, so, I'm going to go with my least favorite five-star match. And I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Now, you're probably listening to this thinking I'm crazy for saying that, but I didn't see the beginning of the match. And I feel like I know kind of how I knew how the beginning of the match was going to be, but I didn't really get a chance to see the beginning of the match. Um, but if it was like the ending of the match, if like it was like the ending of the match, fucking phenomenal. Like the ending of this match is incredible. And they're going to probably fight at Money in the Bank. I don't think they're going to fight at SummerSlam. I think they're going to fight at Money in the Bank. Um, it gives Cody at least, what, a month? To kind of get his arm held up. Um, Brock's got one. Cody now has one. So, and Cody didn't beat Brock clean and, Brock, and backlash. And Brock didn't. And Cody passed out. He didn't tap out to Brock at uh, Night of Champions. But all in all, man, this was a really. Cody is a tough son of a bitch. He's a tough son of a bitch. He passed out. Um, for all that Cody could do in this match, he did. A really fucking well job. I know he was gonna use the cast, which I, I that's obvious. Um, I thought he would come out like the Undertaker when he had this big ass cast when Brock Lesnar did that same shit he did to Cody Monday night. He did that shit to the Undertaker. Um, when they were supposed to have their rematch for the WWE Championship, uh, back on SmackDown way back in like two thousand and three, two, two, yeah, two thousand and two, yeah. Um, it was like Brock's rookie year. It was like right after he won, he, he went into a feud with The Undertaker. So they had a match at No Mercy, which is one of my favorite Hell in a Cell matches still to this day. Um, but yeah, I expected this match to be kind of what it was. Um, Cody hit him with the cross, crossroads, kept going with the crossroads. Um, Brock, of course, eventually would, uh, get the Kamara lock on him. He broke out of the first one. The first time he did it, broke out of it. Um, you know, went for another crossroads, got it, and then Brock kind of caught him and put him in a, in an F5. Cody kicked out of it. And a lot of people think that's like, okay, well, why is this a five-star match? It's the fact that Cody even fought this fucking dude <laughs> with a broken arm is one fucking thing. Like, this is – that is the best you can ask for. Cody's a tough son of a bitch. We just saw the man in Hell in a Cell. Like, he fought set in Hell in a Cell. Like – this is one of those situations where I felt like Cody couldn't win, but I think at Money in the Bank, or I, I don't think they're going to push it to SummerSlam. I think they're going to push it to Money in the Bank. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think it was a, it was a better match than um, than what people would expect. So um, yeah, five stars. I give it five stars. Um. The next match, uh, yeah, and that's Becky Lynch versus Trish, Trish Stratus. Um, the best buildup of all the women's matches lived up to the fucking hype. And Trish looked, Trish looked like she hasn't retired. I guess, <laughs> like Lita looked like 
she retired and she couldn't like do what she was usually doing in the ring. Trish seems like she still got cardio strength. She could still go in the ring. This match was actually really fucking good. I knew Becky and Trish was gonna fight right at the set because right at the, every time set of Becky fights, the next one, the you know, next person fights. You know, so the husband and wife for a reason. So, um, but this was really good. It caught the 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 fan, it kept the fans intrigued. It was really a great match from start to uh, finish. Zoe Stark helped Trish win, which we kind of knew was gonna happen, and I don't think they're gonna fight again one on one until SummerSlam. And they're going to prolong it. Uh, I think at Money in the Bank, Lita comes back, and I think she helps Becky Lynch fight Trish and Zoe Stark. Um, that's my prediction uh, for that. And I think at SummerSlam, Becky Lynch fights Trish in some stipulation match. I don't know what it would be, but it was going to be definitely a, strip, a stipulation match. Um, I gave it five stars as well. I think it's one of the best five-star matches, especially for the women's side. And it's kind of interesting. It's crazy to say that somebody that was re- – they hadn't had a singles one-on-one match in, like, fucking, what, they said six years, but really, it's, like, what, 2017, I think they said, 2017? Yeah, 2017. So, no, that's not even six, yeah, six years. So, 2017 was the last one-on-one match he had, and that was against Charlotte. And that's our first win in a singles match since our retirement match against Lita. So, yeah, that was an incredible match. Trish actually showed a lot of these young girls in the locker room, like, I can do this better than you can sometimes. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, what John Cena told Roman Reigns, I'm still here because you can't do your job. I can do this part-time better than you than you ever could for. And that's kind of how I looked at that match. It was kind of like a, like a reprimandum of, like, damn, Trish can still go in the ring. Becky did what Becky was supposed to do. This was a great match. This is one of the best matches Becky had in a long time. Like, this Becky always goes out there. I think she is the female equivalent of her husband, Seth Rollins. Like, she goes out there every fucking match, and she puts on a fucking banger. It's not a hard match to – you know what you're going to get from a Becky match, and I think that's the beauty of, of Becky Lynch. It's it's hard to find somebody like her that is going to always find a way to get give you a banger of a match. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, of course, I got two five-star matches. Now, this is hard. I could go for straight just the incredible wrestling, or I could go for the incredible storyline telling, the storytelling. One was the start-off match. It was the beginning of the night. It was the first match. It crowned the new World Heavyweight Champion. Or I go for the main event, which was for the Undisputed Tag Team Champions and why I came in all flustered, thinking in my head, holy shit, did the bloodline just fucking break up. The second to last match. <sighs> that I thought was great. It's Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Champion to become the first WWE World Heavyweight Champion. This match is fucking incredible. 
You expect it to be because it's Seth fucking Rollins. And it's AJ goddamn Styles. It's phenomenal and the visionary. It's supposed to be great. And it's for the first ever World Heavyweight Championship. And I saw so many people immediately, the whole week, be like, I want AJ Styles to win the title. I want AJ Styles to win the title. And that's cool. It's okay. But let's be real. Um, Seth should have won the fucking title. <laughs> like, like, he's the one on Raw. Like, he's the one on Raw. He should win the title. That's kind of obvious. But Seth also has been busting his ass for the last couple of years. And I'm not just talking about because Roman got the fucking titles, the undisputed titles, around his waist. No, I'm talking about, like, before the pandemic, Seth Rollins, and after the pandemic, Seth Rollins. This man has been busting his ass for the last couple of years. And I'm not just saying this because he's one of my favorite wrestlers. But pay a fucking attention to this man. Y'all turned on him when he won a universal title immediately. And I don't understand why the fuck y'all did that. And 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 this is the thing about what he said in a, in a video. And I saw some people who said this on social media that, you know, Oh, I saw this on, on YouTube, and somebody was like, uh, one of the guys on the run of the shows I watched for wrestling, he was like, they're showing, he was talking about how he's never been a hand-picked guy, but yet they're showing him, showing pictures of him with multiple titles. Just because you have won multiple titles doesn't mean you're Roman fucking reigns, and that is what he meant. Seth has never been Roman, and they have always pushed Roman. You can listen to Seth when he said when they created the Shield, once they finally got the shield under control and they knew what they were trying to do, WWE would literally go up to him and Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, and tell them, we need to get Roman his moments in this match. Whereas when he comes into the ring, he just automatically gets going. Spear, Superman punch. He, like, he was the powerhouse of the group, but they always knew Roman was going to be what you see today. So set, and this is why set winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania did leave an impact because the company was pushing Roman and nobody wanted Roman. So they had to get the fuck out of that decision because Brock had resigned. But at the time, we didn't know Brock was staying in WWE. He was pretty much going to WrestleMania 31 under no contract. And so Seth was never the handpicked guy. He was never the fucking guy. And it's kind of ironic because he's going up against a guy who has also never been the hand-picked guy, and that's AJ Styles. Maybe in TNA, but never in WWE. And to have these two men go out there and put on a fucking classic, because this is definitely match of the year. Um, quality, it's up there. It's definitely, it's WrestleMania, Gunther. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, WrestleMania, Roman, Cody, quality. Like, this shit was incredible. It was one of the best matches. And, man, 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 man. Um, I, I, uh, I think this was, this show sets talent, but it also gives AJ Styles a chance when, whatever they do with this fucking uh, undisputed title, if Roman keeps it or whatever, it gives AJ Styles a chance to be a worthy number one contender. 
And I think this is why they did the SmackDown bracket. Because they need somebody that's going to actually compete against Roman at some point. Or just compete for the fucking Universal Championships when Roman loses them. Because you need somebody to fight who the fuck is the champion. Because somebody's got to come to SmackDown or somebody's going to have to beat Roman on SmackDown. Let's say Cody Rose does get in the money in the bank. And he wins the money in the bank. And he beats Col- is Roman Reigns. Then he moves to SmackDown. Who the fuck is he fighting? AJ Styles proved it tonight that he can go at any moment. And I feel like this was one of it, this is the best scenario. And I saw so many people say, I like Seth, but I want AJ to win. I've seen this for the last couple of weeks since the fucking tournament was announced. There's been Edge and there's now AJ and there was this and this. Seth was always the guy. He was supposed to win this fucking title. Seth is at his highest peak of his career, and y'all are now questioning the decision of him being the champion. And that, it's not y'all questioning. I don't want to say questioning the decision because I see so pe- many people be like, nah, I like Seth. He should be the guy, but this is what he's saying when you when he says, but he's never been the hand-picked guy. I feel like right now, him winning the World Heavyweight Championship and then his spe- his interview after the after the sorts, Literally saying, I'm not going a damn place. I am here to stay. I am the champion of Raw. I am going to be there from the moment I lose this title. That is something. All in all, the match was phenomenal. (laughs) These two men, man, they go out there and give classics, man. That's just the way it is. And together, two of the best, probably two of the best wrestlers that can entertain and also give you a great quality match. It's it's the best, man. Seth and AJ, great. Congratulations to the to the GOAT, Seth freaking Rollins, for winning the World Heavyweight Championship, being the first World Heavyweight Champion of WWE, man. That's a that's a hell of a hell of an honor, man. Um coming in at number one, but the the best match of the night. I feel like I keep saying this shit and I'm like tired of it, but it's really fucking good. Because the storyline is just fucking incredible. Um Coming in as my favorite match of the night, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. I hate the story. I hate this fucking storyline. I hate it. Because when I'm, I'm done with it, I'm like, this shit is stupid. They pull me the fuck back in. I hate these sons of bitches. I hate him. Damn, this match was good. Okay, so. Oh, man. Sammy kicking it off, speaking in Abric. 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 Oh, my God. I can't talk. Oh, my God. Um, speaking in Abric. Ab, oh, my God. <laughs> speaking uh, in the native tongue. <laughs> Of Saudi Arabia. To start off the match, to introduce him and Kevin Owens, pretty much. Already got me. Like, I was like, yeah. But this felt like Roman Sammy in Montreal, but just in Saudi Arabia. That crowd was all KO and Sammy. And Roman is the best heel in the business. I know Dominic has had his, his chance and all that. Roman's the best heel in the business. That son of a bitch is good at this shit. Um, 
this match gave Solo a chance to shine on another level and another platform. Um, I thought it was a, an incredible match, man. A lot of back and forth. We already knew the ref was going to get hit at some point uh, to set up what we saw at the end. But you can see Roman chirping with the ref the entire time. So when he did hit the ref, it wasn't on some, how the fuck did that just happen? Why did it happen? He was telling the ref the entire time, like, yo, like, count. Like, do, do what I tell you to do, and it won't be no problems, pretty much. And once they finally... And then when he finally speared him, it kind of was like, ah, okay, that makes sense. Um, this match was incredible, man. Um, I don't even know how long it was. It might be like 15, 20, 30 minutes maybe, maybe 20, 15, 20. But it was a great fucking match, man. It was such a great match. Um, the storyline, man, is probably one of the rare few that WWE can still find new ways to create to pull on that yarn, to pull on that yarn, a ball, that, that ball of yarn, and just find a way to get us still intrigued by the storyline. And, man, to see the Usos pop up, which we knew they were coming, but to see them pop up and then to see them get in the ring, both kick Sammy separately, and then end up kicking solo, that's an accident. That's that's like obvious. That's an accident. But it creates the energy of solo now I'm thinking in his head. Y'all did that shit intentional because of what you did after that. And that's also where Roman could get in Solo's head and be like, your brothers don't love you. It caused us the match. What are you doing? And then to see Roman get in the match and literally tell Jay, Jimmy and Jay, I didn't, I didn't tell y'all to come here. I didn't ask y'all to come here. I didn't tell you to be here. I told y'all stay at home. And he shoves Jimmy in the face, compacted with the last couple of weeks of Jimmy and, and Roman's on-screen situation where, you know, Roman has pretty much been telling Jay, like, you, you seem like you want to do something. Do something. Do so, do something. Do something then. And then you see, you know, Jay trying to like control him, like, yo, like chill, chill, chill. This is what I keep saying. Jay is the one that has to break. Jimmy breaking is okay and that's cool and that's awesome to see what he did tonight. That was awesome. But Jay breaking is a different type of energy. Cause Jay knows if I go with this idea, this is the reason. Let's go back to all the way to when this shit even started, right? Like I've always said, Jay is the one person that got beat into the bloodline. He got beat into this uh, disobedience. Jimmy just volunteered and just jumped into it because his brother was in it. Roman was kind of like making him feel like he was a part of something. Solo also was just sent by the elders and was put into the bloodline. Whereas for Jay, he's the only one that got had, had a chance to be the tribal chief. So you see what happens then, and then you see wrestling around the time Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had to get together. What happens? Jay comes back. He gives Sami a hug, and then he kicks him in the fucking face. Jay literally said, you think I had a choice? Like my brother was going to get beat down if I, didn't, if I didn't join the bloodline again, stay in the bloodline. So in his head, Jay remembers, oh, shit, like, Roman has done this to me before. 
But you see Jimmy say, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. And just kick Roman in the fucking face. <laughs> and Jay's like, what are you doing? Kind of like the like 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 them doing it to Sammy uh, at Royal Rumble. It's kind of ironic. Like, what are you doing? And Jimmy just kicked Roman. And he's just like, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. <laughs> and you're like, he ain't your brother. I am. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Like, come on. I'm about to, like, let's go. To see this play out the way it played out, man, is incredible, man. I, I Like I said, I hate this storyline because it's so fucking good. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retain their titles, but it's way more about this is finally going to let Kevin Owens and Sami move on from the bloodline, which also prompts now Roman and Roman and Solo to fight, which is what I thought would happen is Jimmy is going to fight Roman eventually. Like I thought eventually they were going to have to fight. The last couple of weeks have kind of proved it. Um, I know people are going to say it should be a tag team match of money in the bank. But I think you should just let Roman fight Jimmy. And that will make Jay finally get out of this, this, you know, trance that he is in when it comes to this, I got to protect the bloodline. Because the only reason why you're still in the bloodline is because of Jimmy. And Jimmy just showed you, I don't need this shit. Like, you don't need this shit. We can leave. We can, we're all all men. We can leave. Which is very important to have in the storyline. All in all, man, Night of Champions is really good. They had a really squash match, was supposed to be a squash match. The Women's Championship match was okay. Just the winner was shocking. But all in all, man, it was a really good fucking pay-per-view, man. Let's that's, that's be real. On, on, on all fronts, it was a really good fucking pay-per-view. I think it was one of those pay-per-views that you, you can like it or you can hate it. It just... WWE's done pretty well with the prom events. They suck at the build-ups. But the prom events have been fucking incredible. Like, the build-ups have sucked. Backlash sucked. This one sucked. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. But when they finally get in the ring and do it, it's fucking incredible pay-per-view. So, yeah, I think uh, this is this is this was pretty fucking good. I think the Bloodline storyline is gonna sell Money in the Bank at SummerSlam. That's like obvious. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. Until then, uh, it's been. The Wrestling Life, uh, WWE United Champions Rating Review Show. I'm Brandon Janu. Hope you guys enjoy this. Peace.